I hate the intro. This is when I get stage fright. Welcome to our Bliss Bringers podcast. The materials we cover encourage adults of all ages, nationalities, and sexualities to open up and embrace their wildest desires and blissful pleasures. You won't find medical advice here, just our personal experiences following the journey of sexual evolution and education in sizzling fun topics that were definitely not taught to us in school, but have wickedly blossomed into reality. We discuss adventures in ethical non-monogamy, kinks and fetishes, exotic places to visit, sexy events, workshops, and tips. Allow us to seduce you into embarking on new adventures where each day you ask yourself, what's your pleasure? Hello again. This time we have a double feature episode. First up, we took a couple of our fans, let's call them the puppies, to an event called Body Storytelling up in San Francisco. It was lots of fun, and of course, we interviewed the hostess, Dixie de la Tour, Blissbringer style. Here it goes. Hey everyone, this is Mistress Cindy, and we are here tonight with Dixie de la Tour of Body Storytelling. Say that again, Body. Body. I know. If I have to have people from New York say the name of my show because I'm from the South. I don't say it right. And how do you spell it? B-A-W-D-Y, like Mae West body. Oh. Like, mm, come up and see me sometime, body. Shake those boobies. Like a Mae West. They can't see that. They can't <laughs> see that. <laughs> oh, but see, I can see it. I can see it. you have video on that thing? She's jiggling for us. She's jiggling. She's jiggling. <laughs> so we are here. It's Wednesday night in San Francisco. And last week, was it last week, you did your first body, body story. Where was it? Um, That was our fourth city. So we're now in Chicago. That was last week. Yay! So we're in... Seattle, L.A., San Francisco, and now Chicago. So what is Baudi besides awesome? I love, I love listening to you all go, blah, blah. we're going to say it all. It's the West Virginian accent. You'll have to excuse me I on that. West, I spent summers in West Virginia. That is not a West Virginia accent. Body storytelling is true stories of sexual adventure. It's told and not read off paper. So sometimes people go, oh, I write erotica. And I'm like, you're going to have to get off the paper. And you're going to have to tell us like it actually happened and not, you know, separate yourself from your beautiful words. We just want to watch perverts at a party, hang out, have a drink and go, you ain't going to believe this shit just happened to me. <laughs> and what sort of people come up on stage? Perverts. Yes. We're called the, the moth for pervs. Um, do you know the moth? The moth is the granddaddy of all storytelling shows. It started in New York in the late 90s. And it's people just kind of putting their name in a hat, getting up, telling a story. And it's kind of how you connect with strangers. You tell a story and after you're done, somebody comes up to you and go, I'm from West Virginia too. And before you know it, you've made a new friend. So storytelling is really good for that. I had never heard of The Moth when I started this. I started this because I was a sex party producer. And I knew that I wanted to hear some of the stories that tended to disappear into the back room. And I was like, what happened? So I said, we're going to sit down and talk about it. And um, then a few years later, I found out it was a thing. I didn't even know when I started. But typically, the storytellers are, we usually have one or two ringers, people who are comedians. Or, and we have to tell them, so this is about true stories. This is not about comedy so much. So we have people who just kind of get up and tell a story just like Mother Chucka just did. A story of hooking up with a porn star who happened to sleep on your couch. Or the things that you tell your best friend on, like, like, I used to be the girl that would always have her phone ringing at Sunday morning at 9 a.m. to go, what did you do last night? 
because my friends like to live vicariously through my adventures. And so now we have those people get up on stage and tell something that happened to them that they don't have anybody to tell. We get together, we're the right people to tell it to. How does one get on stage? So you pitch me a story. I'm Dixie at BodyStorytelling.com. And I announce a theme. And there's a storytellers list. You can email me and ask to be on the storytellers list. And you're going to let me know what city you're in, because that's important. Because a lot of times I have to go, wait, where are you? And they go, I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia. And I'm like, we ain't there yet. Calm down. Or come to Seattle, one or the other. I'll announce a theme. Like tonight's theme is living the dream. People will send me a synopsis of a story, and hopefully they'll send me a voice memo off their phone of them telling the story. Just kind of like we're friends, you know? They don't have to be perfect. They just have to kind of go, Dixie, here's some shit that just happened. And then they tell me a story. And then I choose typically five to six of those stories per show, and they shoot off in different directions. So sometimes people go, my story wasn't good enough. And it's like, no, I already had an anal fisting story. I'm, but next month, try again. And so I take those people and I story coach them. Coaching's my favorite part, pulling out the great details, the stuff like, what did he look like? What did, you know, like all the things that you forget to tell when you kind of get carried away in the moment. And we want the audience to be able to sit there and draw the pictures in their head and know exactly what's happening in the action that happened because sometimes you forget to tell people, like, the crucial parts. Like, back up. Did they have a name? Let's hear their name, you know? I forget to ask them. <laughs> yeah, I know. They go, I don't know his name. John. Some stuff happened. <laughs> Usually in San Francisco, we'll have a live rehearsal and have everybody come together and they kind of give each other advice. I really didn't understand who John was in that story, so... Make sure that the story comes to life on the stage. How many dirty stories have you heard now so far? Oh, Jesus. I have no idea. Probably 10,000 by now, at least. My favorites are the stories where the people do something that terrified them, but they did it anyway. You know, I mean, we all have these stories where we did insane things. Like job on yeah, but doing something that you've never done before. Like, he's totally intimidated, but he did it anyway. And that makes the rest of us go... Oh, I could do that, too. If that guy can do it, I know I can do it, too. It kind of lays out the roadmap for other people to find what they're looking for. If they're polyamorous, if they're LGBT, if they're thinking about transitioning to a different gender, all of those things are laid out on the stage. And if you want, you can go up to the person at the end of the show and say, so where is the place that that happened? And they can help you. They can introduce you to your... just had somebody here at the show that I've known for years who walked up and went, I have a question. I've never asked you this. My girlfriend and I want to go to sex parties. And, you know, I know you know. And we can that, help. Right? We can help. Right? So you just kind of say, well, you know, they're like, I want, I want to make sure I'm not in over my head. And you kind of say, here's how it works. And that's what storytelling is. When I went to my first one, it looked like this. And then that person goes, oh, yeah, that sounds, that sounds like something we would do. And they go home and they talk to each other about it, which is the best part of the show. Because people go home and go, would we ever go? And then they discuss whether they want to do it. And they have a conversation they've never had before. And the next thing you know, they're trying something new. So what you're telling me, this is not just dirty perverts. You're also trying to create social change here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, storytelling is about connection. Bango, the game that we have, which is our dirty bingo game, is for people to talk to each other. A lot of times they're like, uh, well, I don't have any crazy stories. One of the questions is, are you new to body storytelling? There's something on there for everybody to feel like they have something to contribute. Often what happens if you say... Uh, you know, I've never been to a, find someone who's been to a sex party. That's a door for that person to tell you a story. And pretty soon, stories are what make you, you know, make new friends. Or if you say you've never been, they go, I know where sex parties are. I could take you with me. Like the couple that met at the bango table a year ago. 
Tell uh, the story. That was a great story. Yeah, we have somebody here tonight. He came up to me at the L.A. show a few months ago, and he said, I want to tell you a story. And I'm like, don't tell me a story. i got a lot of story going on right now. And he chased me around all night. And finally, he said, let me tell you the story. He goes, I was at the bango table in San Francisco nine months ago, and this woman walked by, and we started answering bango questions of each other. We just instantly were attracted to each other and met, and now we're getting married after meeting at bango and meeting at Body Storytelling. We had talked about me being part of the ceremony. Apparently, they're already married. I know. I didn't want to officiate. I just wanted to be the best man. That's all. <laughs> if you need a reverend, I'm licensed. Oh, yeah. Good. I'm not licensed. You did a West Virginia one. I love West Virginia. Yeah. I spent all my summers in West Virginia on top of a mountain. Yeah. Is that what his name was? Whose? Mountain. Yeah, we call him Mountain. I was a little kid, you pervert. (laughs) Oh, no. Dixie, good job. So uh, I'm really curious about you personally and your story. Does your family know what your profession is? How do you explain it to family and coming out like, hey, I want to talk about kinky shit? My mom wants me to get a real job. After a long time, I'm like, mom, I've been doing this nine years. This is my real job. They still live in Virginia where I'm from. Most everybody in my family knows my mom I won't friend on Facebook. Because I'm like, Mom, you don't want to see. You don't want to know what's going to, like, because this is what I do, you know. I'm sharing sexuality links. I'm sure it's not what she wants to read on her Facebook feed, but that's what happens. They know that I do this. And when she goes, I want to sit with the little old ladies and be proud of my daughter, I'm like, tell them I do storytelling. It'll be fine. Her daughter does a lot of stuff that she should be proud of. Yeah. Yeah. I have younger brothers who have been to the show they know what i do and they watch my videos like my family watches my videos on the east coast and my cousin in particular has sits there and has amazing discussions with her boyfriend and then will write me afterwards and say we watched that one about the woman and the man who was wearing women's panties and they have conversations they wouldn't normally have you know the stuff that doesn't usually come on the ice yeah somebody's got to do it somebody's got to be ridiculous and over the top and southern and do it and that's my job How many years have you been sex positive? Well, I was never accepted in the South because of that. It's one of, it was one of a few reasons why I left. But I was always the loud girl who was just like, who just made up ridiculous, like I made up fake posters and put them up in high school, you know, of horror movies that had to do with sexy things and just kind of put them up anonymously. But I was the wild girl in school. And moved to Atlanta after I graduated from school. There was a lot of that women act this way, and I didn't really feel that way, but I was always sex positive. Then I moved to San Francisco, and I discovered the underground, the sexual underground here. I went, oh, my God, I'm not a freak. There's a lot of people. That's why people move to San Francisco. Yeah, to be their real selves. But I don't want people to have to move to San Francisco. It's really hard to do now. I want them to be able to have it in Des Moines. I want them to be able to have it in Cleveland. Because you should be able to be who you are wherever you are. The world's getting more and more that way all the time. How do you identify yourself? I'm bisexual, but I've been with a male partner for six years now. Two weeks ago was our fistiversary. (laughs) I placed a hookup ad. I did a lot of Craigslist dating. I did a lot of wild hookup ads because I was looking for stories. I had a bad experience with some guy off the ad and wrote all the rest of the guys and said, you guys, somebody fucked it up for you. And my partner Bent went, I'd just like to take you out to lunch. And I'm like, nobody gets late at lunch, dude. And he said, I just like you and I want to meet you. And we had the most innocent beginning in the started making out and got hot and heavy. And I'm like, you're not getting laid. You're not getting laid. You're not getting laid. 
And he goes, it's cool. We ended up back in his house. I'm saying you're not going to get laid. And during the sexy conversation, he's like, you know, I've never fisted a woman. I'm like, God damn it. Now I have to do it because it's a cherry. I wouldn't have actual physical sex with him, but I did let him fist me. Did you coach him the whole way? Like, okay, you do yeah. this way. Yeah, tuck your fingers. Yeah. So, so we call that the fistiversary. Yeah. I'm going to high five you, but I'm afraid of. Right. right. Did, you wa- did you wash your hands first? <laughs> <laughs> so, what does the future hold for Dixie? I get fan mail from like the Netherlands and Zurich, and they watch our videos, and it makes them tell their own stories. And I'd really like for people to have this everywhere. We've got a format that works so that people can feel like, oh, that's all it is? I could do that. You shouldn't intimidate people. You shouldn't make them feel like you're not good. This person's good and you're not. I want everybody to feel like their story is worthy. Everybody has a story. And sex is the easiest thing in the world to talk about because we're all interested in it. As soon as you talk about it, somebody goes, oh, all of a sudden I'm paying a lot more attention than I already was. Thanks a lot for that. Where can people find out more about you and the show? You're a pro, aren't you? Look at that. Nice plug. Bodystorytelling.com, and it's spelled B-A-W, B's and boy, B-A-W-D-Y, storytelling.com. And we've got videos all over our YouTube channel, which is Body Storytelling. Excellent. Hi, this is Emily from Cassidy, and you can find me and hundreds of other sexually social swingers at cassidy.blissbringers.com. And that's spelled K-A-S-I-D-I-E. Every swinger knows that Pepsi is it. Do you have an interesting product or nonprofit that you want to expose to a bunch of sex-positive people and various perverts? We can make that happen. Drop us an email at advertising at blissbringers.com. For the next part, we are going back in time to October when Folsom Street Fair hit San Francisco. We took Marcelo and Mistress Sydney. This was at a time when Sydney was still a little bit microphone shy. We've solved that in the meantime. And we are live. Say hello, everyone. We just got back from Folsom Street Fair 2015. Say hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) She's microphone shy. So Sydney from L.A., Marcelo, you little playhouse slut you you're here with us john he's here walking around his room everybody (laughs) so we're going to do a debrief of our Folsom street fair adventures because i think this year was probably one of my most favorite years you know sydney you're gonna have to talk she's doing head motions of oh fuck no bitch (laughs) (laughs) all right so i'm gonna turn it over to marcelo marcelo why are you in sydney up here in the Bay Area. Why did you come up to Folsom Street Fair? Oh, I invited Sydney to come with me to see Folsom. I don't think she ever been to Folsom Street Fair before. And uh, since I started working for Kink.com, I been invited to go to the uh, to the stage show. What is Folsom Street Fair? What makes it so special? It is just like the L.A. Fair. What's the L.A. Fair? Is that like a county fair where you've got little animals and rides and popcorn? Yeah, except the 
instead of children and uh, fried stuff, we have naked gay people and uh, whips and crops. And they're not just gay. I'm not gay. Uh, yeah, right. And and thing and and no. There's right. a lot of sexy naked people. Lots of well, I would say lots of people. <laughs> they're mostly not wearing clothes. And Some of them look great. <laughs> who's the primary sponsor there? Uh, for me, it's Kink.com. Kink.com. Mm-hmm. They rock. Yeah. They're actually headquartered in the uh, San Francisco Armory. Yeah. It used to be the National Guard Armory. In the early 1900s. Yes. And now it is the headquarters of the biggest porn company in the world. If folks are in the area, they should really try to take a Kink.com tour because it is very interesting. They'll take you all the way down to the basement of the Armory from the early 1900s. And there's a fresh creek that's running through the bottom of the building. It's in case there's a war, they can close down the armory and they have fresh water coming through. That's not quite the reason, but yeah, it's a great story. That's what they told us. <laughs> Are you saying those tour guides were lying to us? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that creek is there because they couldn't find a way to really put everything to stop. Yeah, that was the best they could do it. Yeah. And um, before Kink was there, it used to be much, much bigger, you know, and... Um, and they just built over there. It was the best location. That's what I understood. I took the uh, underground tour with the security guard, and I take his word over. Oh, guy. he doesn't know what he's talking about. He, I'm going with my turn. I think I can try. Oh, whatever. Was he gay? Was he in a Was he in a soldier's outfit? Was Maybe. he muscly? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Marcelo. Tell us about your stage acting today. What was your performance all about? I was about pain. So I do the uh, Divine Bitches site on kink.com. Usually I work with Matrix Madeline, who is my dom and also the director and the creator. Unfortunately, a few days ago, she had appendicitis surgery. So she's still recovering from that. Oh, I hope she's doing all right. She's doing great. She just decided not to go so she doesn't rupture her suture. Nope, she's taking her time. Well, we saw some really mean doms up there, some lovely, gorgeous ones up there. They were doing some cock and ball torture to you. Yeah, it was awesome. I can take a lot of pain in the Aiden Star, Bella Rossi. They they had a lot of fun with me. And I, I can't say I didn't enjoy that very much. Well, the crowd sure enjoyed you. Uh, I'm very happy. Um, I enjoy my work very much. <laughs> Are you going to let us post some of your pictures on our website? You can post them all. Excellent. So if you guys want to see Marcelo in his stage performance and then hopefully get out there and see one of those movies that he's performing in. Yeah, absolutely. Go to kink.com and just type model Marcelo 1L and you're going to see all my movies there. And please follow me on Twitter at Marcelo Slave. Excellent. We're going to post your contact details on our website in our show notes. Thank you so much. All right. Reverend John, do you have anything you want to say or ask? What did you think about our Folsom expedition? Oh my God, I bought two new toys. I got my flogger replaced from last year when we were at Fetish and Fantasy. Do you remember when I lost my favorite flogger? Yes, it disappeared, did it? We found the guy that makes our floggers. Panthers. They're right here in the Bay Area. So I got to replace them. I'm a happy girl. I just remember running around with a backpack with about 20 pounds in gear and lube and That's right. We went over to uh, Mr. S Leather, got some of our favorite lube, got our kink on, our freak on when we got home. Well, I didn't. Some people did in this house. I didn't. There was yet another accident. Jeez, baby. I I think think it's it's Sydney. Sydney. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, last time we had a broken toe. Some of some of us had. Oh, that was you, not me. Yeah. And um, then you turn around, you take your freaking bare dew claws and slice my knee open. And now you have a now you have a, a sliced knee. It, it's actually the same knee that I fell on last weekend okay. on my own. Yeah, we're klutzes. Oh god, girl, we're klutzes. The two of us. <laughs> Wonder if there's a special insurance clause for that that we can get. I don't think anyone will insure us. Oh, <laughs> so what did you think? It was fun. We went with a smaller group, and I think that helped us navigate things a little bit better. Yeah, when you guys go out to these fairs, just a tip would be: I know you want to bring all your friends and get together, but it is really hard to visit the vendors' booths when you have twenty, thirty people. Yeah. So try to when slim you're it just down. Hopping around and drinking. And- doing yeah. stuff like that, then sure, when you're actually trying to buy stuff, it's not the best solution. So this year worked out really well. There was only three of us, and then we were running in and out of this Sacramento nurse, our sexy little nurse friend and her friends. We just kept our little posse small. Yep. And then we went and had our rest area at the Cat Club. I love that place in San Francisco. Some of my local longtime friends there. It's all good. Another Folsom is in the can. Yay! I think this is our sixth year. It's either sixth or fifth year in a row. We miss Mr. Bill. Didn't see him this year. He's down in L.A. getting into trouble. And then Ray and Ian are crazy friends. They're on the sexy train with Brian and Tangerine this weekend. There's a lot going on. We had to stick around for the bear. Yep. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. All right. So, uh... What do you think? We should sign off and go get our freak on because it looks like Sydney's going to fall asleep. Yeah, we got to take action on that. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, thanks everybody and uh, what's your pleasure? Bye. That was really quick. That was retarded. Okay. Cut. <laughs> How about you do it again? I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. <laughs> okay. One, two, two three. three. What's, what's your, your pleasure? pleasure? Okay, that was really gay too, but that's okay. It's fulsome. It can be gay, okay? Gay's rock. Oh my god, they had some really cute guys in there today. All names mentioned in this show are either fictional, taken from public record, or held by people who have given their explicit consent to be mentioned.